You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Kilfer. Unfortunately, Susie can't join us today, but we do have a guest, and he is the reason we are here today. I'm the heckin' best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than the rest. Hey, everybody, it's Mike from Counter Creepy Head. And I evoked my pick an episode. I have a big bank thanks to the Boogeyman's Closet Patreon. Guess what we're watching? Psycho Goreman. <laughs> Such a good movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, Psycho Gorman from 2020. Uh, it's an hour and 35 minutes, directed by Stephen uh, Kostansky. We know him from Manborg, Father's Day, The Void, and Leprechaun Returns. He also did segments in VHS 94 and ABCs of Death 2, as well as, what was it, the Day of the Dead sci-fi channel thing? Yes. Yeah, I haven't watched any of that yet. Um did that get canceled? I don't know. I, I know they launched Day of the Dead and Child's Play, or Chucky, I'm sorry, Yeah. at the same time. I mean, it's a budget zombie show. Your guess is as good as mine, Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> I would they usually give these shows, the Shot in Canada shows, a few seasons at least. Yeah. Um, but I have no idea. Like, I watched the first episode, and it's definitely got Psycho Gorman vibes all over it, uh, despite the fact that it's like another insulting thinly veiled take on day of the dead um it was fun so one of these days i do want to watch that well that and chucky because i haven't watched that either and i've i've been a, a very big fan of pretty much all things child child's play ever since uh the first film absolutely but, uh, watch chucky first oh yeah no i want to and i just gotta find where i can get my hands on it i almost just ordered the box set but i'm like ah, i'm sure it's streaming somewhere it's on if you have cable it's on uh sci-fi channel streaming Ah, ah I, I got rid of cable. <laughs> Cut the cord. But, okay, uh, yeah, then I think it's out on DVD and it's pretty cheap. Yeah, Peacock? I think it might be on Peacock. Yeah, it's oh, a universal it's thing. Oh, okay, I'll have to check that out. But uh, but yeah, let's go around the table, see what everyone thinks of this, uh, this freaking gem. Uh, Mike, as you are not only the reason we are here, but our guest, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's a perfect movie. 10 out of 10, five stars, two thumbs up. I don't know how else you want me to say it. <laughs> um, this is like the world I want to live in and feel the most comfortable is this crazy psycho Gorman universe that's like super sentai and everything is batshit crazy and wrong. <laughs> this is what the inside of my brain looks like. It's the psycho Gorman universe. Um and like it's just it I know it wasn't personally made for me, but as I was watching it, I was just like, this is everything I love. Yeah. In a movie. Um, I've watched it a dozen times since it's come out. I love it that much. Um I love it so much I emailed Plastic Meatball, the guys who have the license for the merchandising, to see if there's more merchandise coming out, but unfortunately they didn't get back to me. 
so as of writing, there's just some glasses, some action figures, and a Hunky Boys poster. <laughs> I think there there's some comic books too, right? Yes, there's a comic book. There's not a lot. There's a lot of fake merchandise that they promoted, but they never actually made. Yeah. And say so I definitely uh, I, I I have the the two action figures and they're they're great. Um, I would definitely love some action figures of pretty much any of the other monster characters in this movie. Uh, but especially the washing machine full of guts and the weird, like brain in a jar robot guy. Yeah. It's, this is star Wars for horror nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want a toy of Alistair. Yes. Yes. <laughs> poor, and, poor and Alistair. And what, what was that Maurice? And not as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure they could do something like if if they were doing like old school Kenner toy, they could make like a little like a little kid, like a you know, three and three fourth inch scale kid, and then have like the brain shell that would go over top of him. <laughs> so you yeah. could transform him back and forth. And he should come with a salad. <laughs> yes. To fling about. <laughs> now, see, I I I definitely see where you're coming from as far as like this feeling like it was made for you, because the, the one movie that feels like that to me is Hobo with a Shotgun, where it's one of those movies that the moment I started watching it, I just started grinning and I didn't stop grinning until the movie was over. And it was like I just turned it on again, played it over. <laughs> like So I, I definitely have had that feeling of like, this was made for me. <laughs> it's well, it's shot in Canada. And I think there's a lot of crossover with people yeah. who did Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> And uh, Psycho Gorman. And it has that same feel of like, this doesn't look perfect. And we do not give a shit. We're just going to go with it. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like overacting. It's just nuts. Your imagination is going to fill in all the blanks and you're not going to care. And if you have a problem with it, I want to punch you in the face. (laughs) If you have a problem with it, frig off. Frig off. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Maurice, what are your thoughts on this flick? Uh, are you talking about the horror version of the Power Rangers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I it love totally this movie. I, I absolutely love this movie. It's very cheesy. <laughs> like you said, over the top acting, but it, I, I don't know. There's something about it. That I just like, and I hated the Power Rangers. Yeah, but I, I love, I don't know. I love that they're, I don't know if they're mocking them or it's just the, cheap way to do the movie but <laughs> it works and I, I know i can't get enough of this movie i'm i've watched it quite a few times same i think they just embrace this the aesthetic um so if you like that so like my love of power rangers came from godzilla yeah of guy in a rubber suit and then i knew about power rangers just from like magazines at comic book stores and stuff but it was super sentai and it was like, you know, we're these guys and we make a robot and we fight a guy in a rubber monster suit. And I was always like, that's cool. But that just must be one of those things that's in Japan that I'll never get to enjoy. And then Power Rangers came here. But then there's like a whole other subgenre of Power Rangers. That's the Cayman Rider series, which is just Power Rangers on motorcycles. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's their superheroes in Japan. Other than anime, it's like guy in costume, spandex costume with a helmet fights guy in monster suit. And you kick them, they spin. That always happens. And there's like lots of <laughs> firework explosions <laughs> and talking with their hands because the mouths don't move because it's just a rubber mask. 
And these guys just had the genius to make it extremely violent. Yep. Make the main character a psychopathic 11-year-old girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Mimi is so fucking nuts. Mimi is it. the best. I love it. And that, that's the thing. Like, I, I agree with both of you. This this is one of those movies that is really up there for me. It's high up on my list of favorites. And it's it's hilarious. It's over-the-top gory. Like, it's that type of gore that you can't help but cackle with glee when you see it because it's so ridiculous. And like, I, I, I forgot to mention, don't forget that awesome soundtrack. Ah, dude, freak yes. off. <laughs> Two hands, it. one heart. Oh my God. It's so nineties <laughs> and they have the psycho Gorman rap song. Ah, oh, dude, that end credit song is amazing. <laughs> And it's how many times have we mentioned this across like the Rad Pantheon podcasts about missing that era where every every movie had the rap song that explained the plot of the movie. <laughs> if you get the the DVD or the Blu-ray and the extras, they talk to the director and explains he tells you that he wanted a rap song because in his mind this movie was set in the nineties and he had to have the rap song describing yep. the entire plot of the movie. And he goes to the, he goes to like Montreal and finds like this production studio, and they do the music for it. And it's just it's hilarious. It fits so perfectly. And if you haven't seen Psycho Gorman, it's like if Guar and the Marvel Universe had an orgy. This was their <laughs> bastard child. Yeah. <laughs> and you know it's funny. Like I I know we we've kind of given the the effects a little bit of shit as far as saying like they're bad. But they're they're actually not bad. Like they're really good for what they are. It's just that they're so over the top that you kind of have to accept that that this world has over the top effects like that. No, they're like, they're awesome. And yeah. they're just budget effects. And if you look closely, you can see that something's a miniature. But if you go back into the eighties, I dare you to find a movie that you know they have stop motion. Robocop had stop motion. Right. You know, it's not as bad as people say it is. They just don't use CG or they do. But it's not like if this was a Hollywood production, they'd sink five million dollars into over the top effects when you don't really need to. You just need your imagination. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like there there are certain effects like when when PG, uh, you know, uh, calls out for help to dad and like you get the weird glowing, screaming, you know, Psycho Gorman face. We you know that that's literally just a mask with like some light around it. But like a puppeteered mask with like, but it looks perfect. No, it looks no. so cool. It's real. <laughs> Psycho <laughs> Gorman is real. Uh, if only. <laughs> <laughs> but but like also the the weird little like stop motion robot in the the Galactic Council scene that brings the human aboard. Like that thing is freaking awesome, and you can see that it's stop motion, but it looks so damn cool. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Look, if you're going into Psycho Gorman expecting Transformers, this isn't the movie for you. No. But th- this is one of those things. It it does fit into a caliber of films that, like, I just, I want to make a collection of these movies. Stuff like Hobo with a Shotgun, stuff like Turbo Kid. You know, Psycho Gorman fits in very well alongside that. Manborg, stuff like yep. that. It all just fits so nicely together. And... It's this weird over the top, like 
don't just suspend your disbelief. Like, fucking leave all expectations at the door and just watch and enjoy the insanity. Yeah. Try it. I promise you'll like it. Mm-hmm. Look, there might be, like, weird chunks of purple and green shit in this macaroni and cheese I want you to eat. <laughs> but just try it. It's really good. You'll like it. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I could say that, that that was true for everyone I've asked to watch Hobo with a Shotgun. I've definitely gotten some people who said that was terrible. Um, however, Turbo Those people Kid, aren't your friends anymore. This is true. <laughs> uh, Turbo Kid, however, everyone I've recommended that to, they've loved. So Yeah, it, like, how can you not like Rucker Hauer? Right. <laughs> I know, that's what I was saying. Like, like, Rucker Hauer is like a crazy hobo. How can you not love that? He could... Oh, I don't have he time. He kills a Santa Claus. <laughs> like, he fights a giant water heater. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> One day that will be on this show, damn it, even if it's my birthday pick. Oh, man. But, well, let's let's get into the cast here. Uh, we have Mimi, played by Nita Jose Hanna. Uh, she's only in Books of Blood other than this, which is another movie I haven't seen yet. Uh, Luke, played by Owen Mir. He was in that uh, that Nosferatu, the Joe Hill series. Uh, alternate Ground, and he's in the upcoming Terrifier 2, which I can't wait for. Uh, Psycho Gorman himself is played by Matthew uh, Nienaber. He was in Transference and Death Valley. Then the voice of Psycho Gorman was uh, Stephen Vlahos. He was in Fear Thy Neighbor, Murder Wall, and Alien House. Uh, Greg, played by Adam Brooks. He was in Manborg, Father's Day, The Editor, Another Wolf Cop, and The Grudge 2020, which, ugh, out of all of those, <laughs> The Grudge 2020 is far by far the worst. Yeah, he's uh, very big into, like, the Astron 6 uh, film guys out of, like, Canada. Yeah. These guys are, like, Canadian trauma, basically. Right. And honestly, Wolf Cop is another one of those movies that kind of fits into that pantheon. Yeah. I I, 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 I still got to watch another Wolf Cop, the, the sequel, but I loved the first one. Um, then we have Susan, played by Alexis Kara Hansi. She was in Nostalgia, Silver Tongue, and Red Flag. Then the person who played Pandora, Queen Obelisk, and Alistair's mom is Kristen McCullough. She's in Fear Thy Neighbor, American Dynasties, The Kennedys, The Vault, Scarborough, and Motherly. And then the voice of Pandora is uh, Anna Tierney. She was in Doctor's Summer Lane Drive and Deceit. And then finally, Alistair, played by Scout Flint, who was only in this. <laughs> so there's a lot of other people that play various monsters and stuff, but they're only on screen for, you know, brief period of time for Psycho Gorman to do something. So you're saying Alistair really turned into that glob? I think so. <laughs> he, gave, he gave his life for this art. Yeah. Um, it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> He's in, uh, geez, give me a movie to make this joke. Shit. What's coming out? He's replacing Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean 6. <laughs> there we go. Now I'm picturing it with a little pirate hat and a cutlass. Savvy? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's awesome. Oh, man. So I, for... gonna... I actually heard they're going to replace him with Amber Heard. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i do love the meme going around right now where uh that, that bruce campbell is getting in on where people are joking about having mara replaced with bruce campbell and aquaman 2 and bruce is like tweeting out pictures of him as as mara like <laughs> cuddled up next to freaking aquaman which is cracking me up i still think uh peak making fun of amber heard was the uh the meme of johnny depp in that right on street where Freddy goes to kill him, but Amber Heard shit on the bed. 
<laughs> yeah, where he, he grabs the the boop, and he's like, "Oh God!" I don't know. The, the meme that got me was it was just a photo of the two of them on the red carpet, and all it said was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and I fucking. Yeah. Loved it. I was like, "Okay, that's that's good. I like that one." Oh man. So uh, this is going to be our our first foray into our new format, as we've discussed uh, in prior in a prior episode. Um, we're still working out all the kinks, so this might be a one of a kind type of episode. We'll see what happens going forward, but uh, we are going to do things a little bit differently today. So let's just jump right in here. So we do get. You guys, the, do you want the me to buy a cup of coffee so you can put the dollar? In the dollar, <laughs> can I do that joke again? Right, well, like it did with Race by Rentals. Hang the dollar up on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so we we open up with a text crawl, and it says. Many moons ago, on the distant planet of Gygax, a nameless evil reigned supreme. The ruthless being had amassed power beyond measure and was preparing to strike down all that was good and just in the universe. Before he could fulfill his dark destiny, the forces of light banded together and in their most desperate hour toppled the Dark One from his throne. He was imprisoned in a place far beyond reach, for if he were ever to be released, it would spell certain doom for all existence. And then we zoom in on Earth. I know where we'll put him where uh, nobody will find him. Right. Uh, backyard in Toronto. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's where we meet uh, Luke and Mimi, our two main characters, playing Crazy Ball, a nonsensical game that only they understand the rules to. At stake, the winner is crowned champion of the universe while the loser gets buried alive. Now, I love here how, like, when Mimi says that, Luke just looks at her and goes, that's fair. <laughs> like... <laughs> He's going to get buried alive. That's fair. Okay. So you already get the, like, just a single line. You get the dynamic between Luke and Mimi. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Luke is a punching bag, and Mimi's a complete psychopath. Yep. And And when when you see them playing, it's very clear how much of a psycho Mimi is. (laughs) And the rules of Crazy Ball is that it's completely designed so only she can win. Yeah. Like... I love that the, uh, the the switcheroo, which will come up many times in this movie, um, but the switcheroo where, where two balls collide in midair, they get, what is it, all the other team's points plus one. Yeah. And uh, But the, how you get the switcheroo is the first person to punch the other person. <laughs> so the switcheroo happens, and you just see Mimi rush Luke screaming like a mad woman. And then she slugs him in the gut. She wins the game. We cut to Luke digging his own grave. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this leads to them finding the coffin of the nameless evil uh, there's a gem locked in the coffin which Mimi just happens to guess the correct code to unlocking it and I, I love uh, Luke's response he goes is this where they buried grandma yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a line there's a throwaway gag every minute in this just dialogue you blink and you miss it it's hilarious it's so good so she gets the gem the coffin and, and you know the coffin begins to kind of like you know shake and and pulsate so they quickly fill in the the freaking the, the the hole and um you know so now we get this whole scene i didn't really write it down here but we get this whole scene with them in bed kind of scared you know are there really monsters what's going on mom and dad kind of uh you know tell them that monsters aren't real um i love mimi though she's like if monsters are real can you please just make sure they eat luke first or kill luke first yeah, is this where we also get the scene of them doing Morse code on the wall to talk yes. to each other? Yeah. 
Which comes I, back later. I love that because they're they're knocking on the wall back and forth. And again, Luke brings up grandma. <laughs> she goes, I told you, grandma's in hell forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's such a little psycho. I love it. But then mom knocks on the wall telling them to go to bed. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what kind of grandma she was. Maybe she is in hell. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, maybe she was just as crazy as uh, Mimi. Yeah, maybe that's where Mimi gets it. <laughs> but so eventually, uh, Psycho Gorman, the, the creature, well, he'll be named Psycho Gorman later, but the creature wakes up from the grave and wanders off and goes to kill some fools just for funsies. The Archduke so, of Suffering. The Arch, was it Archduke of Nightmares. Yeah, right, sorry. <laughs> but I love it. He goes, he goes off to this warehouse where we find three, um, like, just... <laughs> I, I, they're robbers, but like they're the weirdest grouping of robbers. There's like an old crackhead and like some fat schlub and like the you know discount henchmen. These it's, are it's cartoon all... goons, complete with barrel with fire inside of it. No, yeah. it's not. It's they recorded this part in Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah, they just wandered around downtown and they found some dudes. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, he uh, he he fucking he wrecks the two guys, and then he the other guy's like, "Please don't kill me." And he's like, "You will live forever," and you just see his eyes start rolling back in his head, and while he's screaming like frozen in time, he's like, "That's interesting." Yeah, he like seals him in his own spit or something. He's just frozen, <laughs> right. and his eyes just start to spin. Yep, backwards <laughs> in his head nonstop. Kind of like the. Uh... The clay, the uh, stop motion, and like you know Rudolph and all those shit. Remember that? that? Yes. Their eyes yeah. were spinning all the time. Yep. He gets the Rankin Bass death. <laughs> exactly. So now after that, like the next day, like the parents find the hole. Uh, they you know argue that who's who's going to fill it in. They all elect Dad to do it, and he immediately hurts his wrist by going to shovel like one one load of dirt. And he's like, "Oh God, my wrist hurts so bad. Don't even look at it." And this is where we learn that Greg, the dad, is a complete fucking bum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Mimi and Luke go off to school. We, we meet Alistair here. Um, and we also see Mimi's obsession with Alistair. <laughs> what did she, she say? Like, something like, you're looking cute in that outfit. Give us a spin, hunky boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mimi is so evil that she just, like, sexually objectifies people at 11. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, the bell rings, and she's like, <laughs> drats the bell, and she just grabs Luke's homework and throws it and runs <laughs> away. <laughs> she's such a psycho. So, after school, you know, like, l- l- well, later that day, they end up uh, going to look for whatever was uh, w- whatever was in the hole. We see them tracking the the tracks through the woods, leading up to the warehouse, and they find... You know, Psycho Gorman, or what they're going to name Psycho Gorman. Abandoned Um, Shoe Factory. Yeah. Which doesn't pay off or anything, but they just mention it like a dozen times during the movie. Like, oh, he's in the abandoned shoe. The old shoe factory? The abandoned shoe. It's like, okay. (laughs) It's It's just a warehouse. Yeah. So they... they, Now, we'll, we'll get into the naming convention. I have some talking points after this, but they do end up naming him Psycho Gorman, or PG for short. 
And while this is going on, we also meet the Planetary Alliance Council, who's the ones that banished PG originally. And uh, we find out about the Templar Pandora, who wants to hunt him down and kill him. We also so, learned that Mimi can control Psycho Gorman because she has ah, this yes. magical amulet that sealed him inside the the coffin. Uh, the coffin that is also his source of power. The gem of was it Paraxodite? Yes, they, they, there's a lot of just made up words in yeah. Psycho Gorman, like like the the Paladins of Sidian. Yeah, I thought it was Obsidian until I turned on the the subtitles, and it's Paladins of Sidian. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I was like, all right. <laughs> They're awesome. But yeah, so we get we get to meet the council and the council is fucking great. Like all of the designs in there are awesome. They're just like weird aliens, like the type of shit you would see in the background at the cantina in Star Wars. Yep. And um, so we get Pandora beams up a human and <laughs> squashes her in a cube. <laughs> and then, like spreads the blood on her face so she can turn into the human and go down to Earth to you know, go hunt down Psycho Gorman. Now, we should also establish that Pandora is some sort of robot angel. Yeah, like, it's... Well, they show them getting the armor put on them, and they look like weird, withered, skinless things that then have, like, angel armor put on them. Yeah, she's very uh, anime-inspired. Yeah. She has no eyes. She's all white as compared to Psycho Gorman's black and purple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the council is clearly there's uh, this guy who looks like the weird puppet from Farscape. There's some lizard people. There's a brain in a jar. I love him. He's the he's awesome. Uh, there's a robot. They clearly they go crazy. But yeah, continue. I li- I like the the one like. It kind of almost looks like a robotic Skeksy. It's like hunched over, like it's got the same build as a Skeksy, but then it's got the weird like half robot face. Yeah, and then the leader is this, yeah, he's this weird hunched over, but he's got a human face. Yeah. It's, it, they're crazy. The designs awesome are fantastic. Logo. Yeah, they're totally cool. So we find out that she's going to go down to Earth to, to hunt hunt down the nameless evil. So the next day... Luke and Mimi bring Alistair to meet PG and we get one of the best lines in the entire movie. So they bring him a television and a bunch of magazines. And she goes, she's like, I'm sorry, there's no portos. And he complains about what is it? The, dis- the displays of petty wealth and the magazine. And he goes, she goes, yeah, but look at all the hunky boys. And he goes, I do not care for hunky boys. Looks down. Or do I? <laughs> My oh, favorite God. line. And they're not even a hunky. They're clearly just like somebody's friend and they put them in a magazine with their shirt off. <laughs> and, <Right>. like... <laughs> and I love the callback later because he's like, not my hunky boys. It's the, it's oh, God, I say hunky boys constantly because of Psycho Gorman and nobody gets it unless you've seen the movie. <laughs> uh, Teresa, my wife, is obsessed currently like she likes to binge TV shows. She's watching Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And I always say like, oh, you're watching the hunky boys motorcycle show. And she's just like, why do you call it that? And I just, she, I never tell her. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's such, it, it, it's, it's just such a funny joke, especially the way he delivers it. It's, it's fantastic. So Psycho Gorman, if he has a gender, I don't know. Uh, gay. Yeah. Well, he at least likes hunky boys. Yeah. And <laughs> him and Mimi bond in their objectification of men. Yes. <laughs> 
which is kind of hilarious. It is. Um, I, I love it. So Luke kind of asks him, you know, like, what are you? Like, he asks him his backstory. So now we get this this flashback sequence, and the whole sequence is fucking awesome. But we find out he was a slave to the Templars. He finds the gem of Paraxidite, sticks it in his chest. It gives him immense power. He goes across the universe wrecking fools with his group, the Paladins of Sidian. Eventually, he's captured by the Templars and the Planetary Alliance. They stole his gem out of him, like out of his chest, and used it to imprison him in the coffin. So I love this because Mimi the whole time is just bored. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, whatever. That was a boring story. It's just like, your homework is to watch TV and be less boring. <laughs> and then she leaves. So they leave him with the television, which he uses to contact his minions, the, the Paladins of Sidian. And I love it because while he's doing it, like the TV is just bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a joke that comes back later. Yeah. Uh, Greg the dad finds the TV and he's just like, this throwaway line. He's like, oh, this TV's bleeding. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> this so TV funny. won't stop bleeding. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I love what, what, what PG tells him because he goes, two brainless meat children have the gem. You need to get it from them by any means necessary, even if it means prying it from their cold, dead hands. <laughs> so he's telling his minions to come and kill the kids. But so that whole first act, like there is a buttload of, of throwaway jokes, like you said, and just it, there's something every couple of seconds. So you, this is one of those movies that you can't be on your phone with or, you know, particular, you've got to be paying attention. Yeah, there's just so much happening. Like, when we get the, the naming convention, like this is one of the things I wanted to, to, to comment on. He tells them that his name is the Archduke of Nightmares. <laughs> and Mimi's like, well, that sucks. <laughs> and she goes, what about Dinosaurus Flex? <laughs> they, go, they go back and forth with Rexo Thundrax, Cobra Lacan, which that hadn't, you know, I'm sure you got the same joke I did, Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Revenge X Bad Lord, Heartless Creep, Rip Lord, Shadow Slammer, that they just straight up was like Merman. <laughs> <laughs> Nemesis Grim Knight, Dark Lord of Wonderful Smooches, <laughs> then Psycho Man and Goreman, and finally Psycho Gorman. Can you imagine the movie was called Dark Lord of Wondrous Smooches? I'd still watch it. <laughs> it would be it'd be awesome. <laughs> oh my god. But there's so many funny jokes. Like when they they eventually when they realize they can control him and Mimi makes him sit down and she's like, we'll be back tomorrow. And he's like, I wish you were dead. And he's like, screaming. She's like, bye. And walks away. <laughs> That's another thing that I do. I take it from Psycho Corbett. I go, bye. And nobody gets it. Oh my God. Or again, another one of those great jokes is when Alistair's like, it's it was nice meeting you. He goes, it would be nicer if you were dead. He just goes, okay. And walks away. It's like, oh, everything about this is just fucking hilarious. But, uh, yeah, so any comments on the first act? Um, you guys have anything you want to talk about? It's amazing. <laughs> Mimi is a hilarious psychopath. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg is the only voice of reason in the movie. Not Greg, Luke. Right. And uh, he gets treated like shit because of it, which is hilarious. And it's and, also funny that he's the only he's the voice of reason and he's the only one that Psycho Gorman can't remember the name of. Yeah, because he's just it's a, it's a running gag, but he's just also he keeps you from having fun. <laughs> right. You know, so it's just like, <laughs> fuck you, Luke. 
Nobody likes you, Luke. The boy. <laughs> Mimi's brother. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> but Maurice, do you have anything you want to comment on? I like Luke. <laughs> He's my hero. I feel bad for him. Oh, uh he He's definitely the punching bag of the of the first well first middle and end of the movie, but um, I feel bad for the poor kid. Yeah, uh, like like uh, Mike said, uh, Mimi is nuts. <laughs> yeah, she, she is. She needs to be put on some medication, but uh, she's funny as hell. Um, as much as she. <laughs> As mean as she is, it's funny. It's hilarious. The stuff oh, she absolutely. says, I mean, her lines are just great. And I, I think I read that this was her like first role. So I mean, yeah. her delivery is amazing. Yeah. She, you know, I, I hope she has a good career because this, she's off to a good start with this. Oh, I hope yeah. she's in the upcoming Psycho Gorman quadrilogy. Just keep <laughs> making more of them. Oh, I hope well, they make more of them. They should. Um, I mean, I know they said that they're not planning on it as of yet, but I, I really hope there's a sequel. Just just do it. Just don't yeah, don't tell me that. There's too many people that like it. There's got to be a, a sequel. Right. I mean, hell, even if it's like a, a, a prequel where we see the, you know, Psycho Gorman going across the universe wrecking fools. <laughs> you know, like, give us something. I want more more Psycho Gorman. Yeah, he's just such a cool character, and he looks great. It's far as far as I know, it's not CGI. I think that's all. Oh yeah, that that's all practical. Other than probably like yeah. the eye, the eye glowing stuff. Yeah, know? I think like there's some goop that glows on him or something. But yeah, all right. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, like, there's no, there's no CGI. It's, it's just it's great. So for for the the second act, we get the the kids coming home. And uh, they have dinner at, at Mimi and Luke's house. Um, so Alistair's there, too. It's microwaved chicken. <laughs> which It's but, a whole rotisserie chicken. <laughs> it brings out the flavor. It, it's also the best meal Dad has ever made, according to Dad. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. When Mom finds the, like, destroyed microwave, she's like, Greg, what did you do to the microwave? He's like, uh, I used it to make my family a delicious meal. You're welcome. And she goes, it's destroyed. He just looks at her and goes, you're welcome. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's such a douche. Your daughter didn't eat her broccoli. Yeah. But she ate the chicken. <laughs> and is it all that, no, all that matters? No, she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love how like freaked out Alistair looks with the chicken. He's like, they're like, how do you like the chicken, Alistair? He's like, um, uh, like he doesn't know what to say. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, Luke and Alistair go off to play video games, which bums out Mimi cause she wants to huck basketballs at Luke. So she goes into the backyard by herself, all annoyed and decides she's going to summon PG. So Alistair and Luke see, you know, PG walking up to the house Mimi telling him, what took you so long? And I love it. He goes, what do you say? Like, time is a construct for people who can't navigate to the fourth dimension or something like that. Yeah. Also, Which, I got lost. Yeah. Also, I got lost. <laughs> so 
Alistair and, and Luke come out and kind of like Luke is yelling at her for bringing PG there. Alistair says he's going to go and she makes PG use his powers to make Alistair want to stay. And instead he turns him into googly eyed brain monster. <laughs> <laughs> in his voice, he gets like this change in his voice. Where he, <laughs> well, I mean, I can't even do it. It's just it's like he's got <laughs> he's gargling with like slime. Oh, it's fantastic. But I love it because he tells it. Oh, good. Here's the question. Does Mimi still want to date him now? Yeah. Yeah. She tells him later. Yeah. She's like, I love you just the way you are. Oh, <laughs> she's yeah, always like she rubbing does. his exposed brain. <laughs> <laughs> she kisses him. Uh, I forgot about that part. <laughs> but yeah, like, because he says, she asks him, can you use your powers to make uh, Alistair stay or make Alistair more fun? And he goes on about talking about how he used his powers to make, like, the something prince fall in love with the princess of blah, blah, blah. It was like this, this long dramatic speech. And he's like, I can do the same for you. And she goes, could you make him just want to huck basketballs at Luke? <laughs> he goes, yes. And then turns him into a brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. So mom sees what's going on in the backyard, freaks the fuck out goes running out there with a baseball bat and cracks it over PG. It breaks. Dad comes running out. And he's like, my lucky bat. Like he doesn't care that there's monsters around his children. He's upset about his lucky bat. He's a complete idiot. <laughs> so then PG, like, you know, he kind of freaks out at it or like, you know, kind of growls. They freak out. They fall to the ground. And Mimi tells him not to worry that, you know, PG won't hurt him. That he's a big softie. And he's like, be worried. <laughs> like, <laughs> he won't kill you. He's like, I will kill you. I love it because he's she's laughing and he's like, once your daughter, what, once I'm uh, free from your daughter's grasp, I will kill you and everyone else on this planet. She's like, oh, PG, you're such a, I forgot what she said, a goof or something like that. or something. Yeah, she said something like that. And she's laughing, and I love it because it just zooms in on PG's face, and he's like, I will kill you. I will kill you. He just keeps saying it to mom and dad. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Now we get a montage, because you got to have a montage, of Mimi, Luke, and Alistair playing <laughs> playing with PG to the rockin' tune of Freak Off. At, this whole sequence is great, because the song is hilarious. We see them all playing in a band together, and, like, PG... <laughs> PG's like Scooby Doo on the drums, just kind of like, <laughs> doesn't know what he's doing. And freaking Brain Alistair is like rocking the keyboard, which was fantastic. But we see them like there's a dress up montage where PG dresses up in all different outfits. You know, we see like Dad sneaking cookies in the kitchen, and PG makes demon arms come out of the cookie jar and grab his face. And then my favorite is. They're just walking around the city eating ice cream, and there's just some little hooligan on a bike, and he's like, "Hey, asshole! Nice Halloween costume!" And PG blows him up. Yeah. Just blows him up. <laughs> oh, PG. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. The poor kid just explodes. Oh man. <laughs> so, who? Yeah. Uh, due to the montage, we. I'm sorry. During the montage. We see that mom and dad just kind of accept PG along with Alistair being a hideous brain monster because why not? So all of this weird shit is going on and mom and dad are just like, that's yeah, fine. Alistair's parents apparently don't care that he's a brain monster. Mike, <laughs> would you have said if Caleb became friends with an intergalactic killing machine? Or would you take him out uh, for ice cream and dress him up? 
I mean, if it wasn't going to kill me, we'd go out for ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty cool. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, hey, you're making friends. That's good. <laughs> I'd ask him to turn a few people at my work into hideous brain monsters. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but during during this whole sequence, like we, you know, like I said, we see them all around town. And just kind of now it's accepted that PG is going to go out and about with them. So we wind up with PG, Luke, and Mimi at a friggin' diner, just eating food. Like, no one's saying nothing. I, I love just how the whole town just kind of accepts it. And he goes to eat, and his, like, entire mouth just opens, like, comically, like a giant pelican. And he just shoves everything <laughs> in. It terrifies everybody. <laughs> But during this sequence, uh, PG notices how much you know, Mimi treats Luke like crap. And because she like steals his fries and he's like, hey, I was going to eat those. And she's like, don't you think you had enough fatso? <laughs> she goes, the champion of the universe needs sustenance. <laughs> and just starts eating his fries. So that night, PG invades Luke's dreams, which is some kind of horrible zombie filled nightmare. Because <laughs> he asks him, he goes, where are we? He's like in the nightmare realm in your mind. <laughs> so it's like, this, this is whole sequence is hilarious. It's fantastic. And so he tries to convince Luke, you know, to get the gem away from Mimi so he can, you know, have his powers back and all that. And Luke is like, no, you know, Mimi found it. Finders keepers. That's the law. And he's this back and forth. And Luke refuses to help him. He's like, ah, you're more resilient than I thought. And we just see these like, zombies like, oh, what was that? He's just been a com- complete idiot or something. Yeah, yeah, you're not a complete idiot. Like I, I love just, how it ends because Luke goes, now what? Yes. And he goes, we wait for your dream to end. And they just stand there. While the zombies <laughs> flop around on the ground. like, Mrrr. Oh, it's so good. There's, there's just so many scenes like that in this movie where it's just hideous things happening, but hilariously. Yes. I love it. My favorite kind of comedy. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So the next day we see Mimi, Luke, and PG, uh, Mimi, Luke, PG, and Alistair at a school while they're, uh, Mimi and Luke are trying to teach them the rules to Crazy Ball. And I love the fact that PG is dressed up like freaking Sam Neill's character in Jurassic Park. (laughs) He's he's dressed like like an urban cowboy thing going on. But I mean, it's it's literally the same colored shirt and bandana, like every. It's it's Doctor Grant's outfit. Oh yeah, it is. It's crazy. But so they're they're teaching them the the rules to this crazy game, and suddenly the cops show up because why not? So and I love it how the cops are just like <laughs> the one cop goes, "Remember your training," and he goes, "There's no time, kill it." <laughs> <laughs> And they just start shooting PG and he deflects them like Wonder Woman. And then he looks at me and goes, I should have let those hit you. He grabs the one cop like by the gun. And he says something about like, I expected more from the protectors of this realm. And he melts him into Biocop, which is a character from a short film that yes. the director made. So he's like this melty faced acid dripping cop with a gun infused to his hand. And he tells the other cop to, to leave and tell the world that darkness has fallen once again. And the cop just runs off screaming. Well, first he tries to get into the car 
and yells to his partner, you got the keys. <laughs> like, he's expecting this hideous mutant to throw him keys. Oh, man. So after the cop leaves, PG brings over Biocop to play Crazy Ball. He goes, here is another contestant for your game of nonsense. And Biocop just makes the funniest noises every time. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's oh god i I just i cry every time he (laughs) opens his mouth and makes a sound (laughs) she starts telling the like mimi gets pissed she's like now i have to explain it all over again starts to tell the rules of of crazy ball and she goes do you understand and bio cops like and nods (laughs) and she goes at least one of you monster boys gets it and pg looks back at him and goes this mindless husk is just telling you what you want to hear (laughs) (laughs) oh it's fantastic so later oh uh, this is this is where we get the scene where alistair tries to go home and uh mimi runs over to him she's like where are you going he's like do you think i'll ever be normal again she's like i like you just the way you are and she kisses him he's like oh okay then and just kind of shuffles off into the into the field he scoots into the grass (laughs) (laughs) oh man so later in the woods, we get the kids trying to explain love to PG because <laughs> he's like, what is this love? So they're explaining it to him. And he goes, all I know is hate and pain. I will never be whole. <laughs> that scene had me crying. I was laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> Biocop gives Mimi a, a freaking card. It's like a little heart. And she's like, ooh, for me. <laughs> she opens it up and it says, please kill me. <laughs> uh. And then she gets mad at him. <laughs> and in the and he's just he's running away, going. Whoa! And in the background, he keeps trying to shoot himself in the head, he's but it's not. Shoot himself. <laughs> yeah, it's not killing him. <clears throat> oh my god, that's fucking hilarious! <laughs> so we now see Pandora in human form arrive on Earth. She goes to the police station uh, where where the escaped cop is telling his crazy story about Psycho Gorman. She uses her spooky mind powers on him to see what he saw. Then back in the woods, the paladins of Sidian finally show up and tell PG uh, and PG tells them that Mimi is the one with the gem and to go ahead and kill her now. But we find out that they made a deal with the Templar to imprison PG in the first place and never wanted him to be free. So they go on to uh, they go on to have this big epic Power Ranger style fight. Uh, but I love this because as soon as PG goes to attack, Mimi tells him to stop and she lets the others beat his ass for a while because he, you know, was going to have her killed. So eventually, you know, he apologizes and, you know, then she allows him to beat the shit out of him, which he does with gusto. Maybe the greatest scene in the movie, because you just get this like crazy assortment of monster characters. There's a giant bowl of body parts. The washing machine of guts. Yeah. Washing (laughs) machine of guts. There's this weird doll parts, which. Oh, she's fucking creepy. She's creepy. There's a Starscream conniving bad guy. There's a Great. robot pirate. Yep. Uh, who am I forgetting? There's like something that looks like it's made out of gravestones. There's a guy who's like a Jamaican gravestone monster. <laughs> and then there's um, oh, is there another one? Yeah, no, I think because oh yeah, you mentioned Cassius three thousand. Yes, Cassius 3000, who clearly has like a Party City pirate sword and a talking (laughs) (laughs) robo-pirate. Oh, it's fantastic. 
But yeah, he goes through and he he wrecks every one of them. Um, he like rips off the witch's head and it rolls away. Yep. Which comes back later. <laughs> so after the uh, the paladins are all dead, except for Dark Scream, the the current general, um, PG tells him that he will give him a warrior's death. And he's like, no, not that. And his mouth opens up and he eats him. <laughs> so that's something I forgot to mention when they were in the diner and uh, Luke had commented on, you know, PG going all pelican mode. He said on Gygax, uh, what was it? Food is not only for sustenance, but it's also uh, part of a ritual for a warrior's death. <laughs> so, to be eaten is considered a, a great honor. So, but everybody that gets a warrior's death is horrified. <laughs> Oh, man. But after the fight, PG collapses and he tells the kids that he's dying, that the paladins cursed their blades with his blood. So Luke says they need to get help. And he's like, but how are we going to do that? Cut to mom and dad. They have an argument because dad's a lazy son of a bitch. (laughs) We cut to dad on the crapper complaining about his wife. (laughs) Arguing (laughs) to the imaginary form of his wife while he takes a huge shit. (laughs) (laughs) We see the little light like float into the room and he's like, Oh wow. Just kind of, and then it turns into a screaming psycho Gorman face. <laughs> <laughs> and just yells at him to find him or everyone's going to die. And dad jumps off the toilet. And I wrote this in here for Susie, but he totally got mud butt. Cause he did not wipe. Absolutely. <laughs> and then he's laying in the shower and the, the face disappears. And he's like, how am I going to find him? And then the face comes back screaming and gives him like gives him a location and then disappears. He goes, I don't know how to get there. Because it's like, oh, take a right up. It gives him the directions. Oh, it's like, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so dad goes to pick up PG and the kids and takes them home where they find mom talking to Pandora. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so. Anyone have any any comments on the uh, second act here? This whole thing is all about the backwoods fight between uh, PG and the Knights Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Or Obs- Obsin, whatever. Obsidian, uh, uh, yeah. Obsidian. It's, like, it's like instead of they, instead of calling them Obsidian, they just took the ub and turned it into of. Whatever. They're yeah. cool as shit. And if this doesn't make you want to have, like, a whole collection of Psycho Gorman toys, I don't know what does. Oh, yeah. I would even want his weird little spaceship, like, Rob Liefeld-looking ship, where he's, like, flying at the weird Cthulhu monster in the one flashback scene. Yeah, it's like this weird speeder bike thing that he surfs around on. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, man, and if Plastic Meatball doesn't get to these, it's, you know, it's like if we only knew somebody capable <laughs> <laughs> of making toys like this. I I remember mentioning to Josh, uh, God, I want to say it was right after I first watched this. I was like, if um, you ever decide to make a uh, washing machine full of guts action figure, I want one. Because <laughs> I feel like that's one of those characters that isn't going to get an action figure from Plastic Meatball. I know, because you know? he's just like, he's a little, he's probably the most complicated. Yeah. Um, just do it. I don't care how much money you lose. Give me that goddamn figure. Well, it could kind of be like a gonk droid with guts and arms. Yeah. You know, like, I wish these companies would just sit down and do the math and like, wow, we're making products for a very small niche audience of three people. <laughs> this is a great financial move. 
Oh, God. Well, one thing I want to comment on is when, when Dad is taking the kids and PG home in the truck, we see the the doll witch's head rolling away, mumbling in her alien language that she lives to fight another day, and then the truck just squashes her head. And Mimi is more concerned about her wagon than she is about Psycho Gorman. So Psycho Gorman's in the back bleeding to death for getting his ass kicked, and then Mimi's like, hi, yeah, excuse me, uh... Can you just move over so I can put my wagon in? Thank you. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and there was that one, uh, like when he was killing all of the paladins, there's that moment where he gets Cassius 3000 and like he makes him stare into the pool of blood and he's like, stare into the abyss. And he sees like the, the darkness and then it shows his own reflection. He's like, I understand now. Darkness is in all of us. We're all capable of it. Psycho Gorman says yes, and then just like a fucking monster hand comes out and rips his face off. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he has a robot skull underneath <laughs> his robot face. Oh, it's so fucking good. Like, before this episode, I watched this movie three times. Like, I couldn't stop. Like, I watched it once, wrote my notes, watched it again to refresh my memory. And then after I woke up today, I'm like, I'm going to put it on in the background while I was just doing shit around the house. It's such a fun movie. But Maurice, you have anything to comment on for, for act two? Uh, I really enjoyed the the fight scene uh, against his uh, former mates. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really, really cool. Um, a lot of the deaths in that scene were pretty cool looking. You know, like I said, there's no CGI, so every, everything's practical and looks great. He drains the killer washing machine. <laughs> it just spits it. guts out everywhere. But hey, can, I, might, can, I might have to start doing laundry like that. <laughs> can we discuss how that thing was supposedly attacking him? Because it was just squirting blood on him initially anyway. <laughs> like, it was it was placed for that poison, though, wasn't it? Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I got a question Remember for you Remember, he still had weapons for lace with something. Yeah. Do you think that's how Jeffrey Dahmer does his laundry? Oh, no. No? Yeah. Too soon? That's that's how he makes his tie-dye. <laughs> <laughs> the blood of his victims. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's sick. <laughs> anybody who had a relative eaten by uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, I'm sorry for cracking jokes. But, you know, laughter is the quickest way to heal. <laughs> laughter heals all wounds. Yes. <laughs> and, and it was like 40 years ago now. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <clears throat> what did you think of that uh, that sweet freak-off song? I love it. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, best song in the movie. Freak I, I like it better than the only, you know, the, the, the rap comes second, but I really yep. like freak-off. I got to say, like, the, 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 the second act of this film has two of my favorite sequences in the entire movie. The, the freak-off montage and, yeah, the, the battle with the, uh, the Knights of Sidian or the Paladins of Sidian. And, you know, the thing with, the, with that is it's so, like, it's straight-up Power Rangers because they're even out in the middle of the woods, like, where there's no, no houses or buildings. <laughs> like, how many Power Rangers battles are just, like, on a, like a dirt hill somewhere or out in it's the woods? It's always in, or... like... An abandoned construction site. Yeah. 
where there's no other humans around. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I love it. So now for our for our final act here, mom and Pandora try to get the kids and dad to step away from the car and let Pandora handle PG. PG warns them that Pandora will enslave all of mankind into a life of endless servitude. <laughs> Fucking Greg being the dick that he is says, sounds like being married to you, Susan. I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> you are a prick. You ain't wrong. <laughs> Marriage, am I right? Huh? <laughs> but um, but then Mimi bullies Luke until he's had enough and gets out of the car. She's like, okay, Luke, here's the deal. You go and beat her up. She doesn't look that tough and we'll escape. And then PG's like, she will kill you, boy. <laughs> and she's like, don't listen to him. Go beat her up. Like she's such a jerk. So Luke gets out of the car. He grabs a backpack and walks out. So now, one things that one of the things that happened earlier, I forgot to mention that Mimi puts her the gem of Praxidite into the backpack after the battle with uh, the the Paladins of Sidian. So when Luke grabs the backpack, it's like, uh oh! If you're paying attention, you see that he grabs the one with the gem. So he gets out of the car. Mimi and Greg refuse to get out of the car and they take off with PG. So now it's Pandora, Mom, and Luke watching as PG, Mimi, and uh, Dad escape. And we hear Mimi going, bye, as they drive away. (laughs) (laughs) So Dad, Mimi, and PG go and hide out in the warehouse where PG tells them that he needs the gem or he will die. So Mimi's pretty conflicted. You know, she doesn't want PG to die, but she's also afraid if she gives him the gem... He'll kill the world. Decisions, decisions. (laughs) Back home, Pandora reveals her true form to Mom and Luke, then mixes a weird drink for Mom and tells her to to drink it, and and she'll help her restore order to the galaxy. Back over at the warehouse, Mimi makes PG promise not to kill her and her family if she gives him the gem. He promises, and she finds out that, that the gem isn't in her bag. I love it, though, when she's promising him that, or making him promise that, Dad goes, what about the rest of the world? And she goes, yeah. eh. <laughs> like, she doesn't uh, care. <laughs> Suddenly the doors blow open and Pandora, along with mom Templar are standing there. So she turned mom into a Templar. Luke comes in sheepishly behind them with the stone. Mimi flips on Pandora, uh, flips on Pandora, mom and Luke. Dad gets snarky with mom and, and she turns his, her attention toward him. Like, I forget what he says to her, but he's like, he starts bitching her out. And she's like, mm, Greg, and goes after him. I think she says, like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And he's like, now, now, Susan, Susan, calm down. So Mimi goes after Luke while Pandora goes after PG. So we have three separate fights happening all at once. PG tells Pandora that it's part of the Templar code to allow a defeated foe one last chance at battle if requested. She tells him that he's weak and, you know, and they have the gem. He can't beat her in a fair fight. He tells her that he doesn't want to fight, but has something else in mind. The last battle will be crazy ball. (laughs) (laughs) The running gag of explaining crazy ball. (laughs) We got Mimi, dad and PG on one team. And then Luke, Mom, and Pandora on the other. If Mimi's team wins, they get the gem. If Pandora wins, they get to take PG. So, like, I love that, yeah, we get the whole explanation sequence. Pandora has no idea what the fuck is going on. Like, she's like, I don't understand any of this. 
they're explaining like the the five point butt bonus, and, like the switcheroo and all that. So we get the crazy ball montage where they're fighting, and I love it. While this is happening, we pan up to the Galactic Council wa- watching it. <laughs> they're just like, I I don't understand sports. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I feel you, man. Oh man. So Mimi and Luke get the switcheroo. Mimi runs at Luke and punches him in the gut, getting getting the switcheroo and winning the game. But I love it when the switcheroo happens. Bob Templar goes, the switcheroo. And Pandora goes, I don't understand any of this. <laughs> like, she just throws her arms up like, I, I don't get it. I, I think crazy, shaw, uh, crazy Ball should be a staple at the Elvira's Christmas party. <laughs> oh, shit, that would be fun. Let's go out to the baseball diamond across the street and play crazy ball. Do it. <laughs> so Pandora ignores the win and comes after PG anyway. Mimi jumps in front of PG and mom jumps in front of Pandora. So Mimi tells Luke to give her the gem. He basically tells her off for being so mean to him, even though he's always there for her and, and wishes she would just say she's sorry just for once. And Mimi begins singing Freak Off, which teaches <laughs> PG to love. he's like what is this feeling so dad and luke join in and luke finally gives mimi the gem pandora steals mom's powers back and goes to kill her uh dad and luke or goes to kill her dad and luke but suddenly is stopped by spooky pink magic pg has the gem once more and the two face off this scene is fucking awesome pg starts ripping chunks out of pandora and crafts himself a meat sword and the two have an epic battle. I can't think of a more badass way to take out the big bad. Oh, dude, seriously. <laughs> Instead of ripping pieces of them off and making the weapon you're going to kill them with. <laughs> it's so fucking rad. I love it. And so while they fight, Mimi uses Morse code to tell Luke she's sorry and they hug. I love it because they're like having this tender moment and in the background. You just see like this bloody fucking battle happening. Yeah. <laughs> So PG wrecks Pandora and gives her a warrior's death where he eats her. And then PG gives the gem back to Mimi, telling her he no longer needs it. And now he has a new power, the power of love, which he will use to destroy the universe. (laughs) He says his goodbyes, opens a portal to the city and begins wreaking havoc. I love it. Just basically the movie ends with him destroying the world. Yep. Yeah. With love. <laughs> oh, this is one part I forgot. I've, when when they win Crazy Ball, Dad, with his fake hurt wrist, goes to high-five PG, and he actually breaks his wrist. Oh, yeah. So they, they head off to the hospital to, to get Greg some help. And we what hospital? With, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and we end with Alistair's family eating dinner and watching the news as a giant... A giant PG destroys cities across the country. I love it because they go, they're like, there appears to be a giant naked purple man destroying <laughs> the city. And, you know, Alistair's just flinging salad and the parents are calmly eating. We get and... the credits, the end with that awesome frickin' rap song. Yep. But wait, there's more. We get one last scene with the Galactic Council watching PG's rampage. They decide they're fucked and one of them pulls a gun and asks who wants to kill themselves first. And Brain in a Jar guy raises his hand. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. So a few few things I wanted to comment on. 
is when Mimi was unsure about whether or not she would give the gem to PG. Dad tells her this creepy story about how when he was <laughs> he was her age, this guy in a van wanted to show him some baseball cards. <laughs> and he threw caution to the wind and went into that van and he got to see the coolest collection of baseball cards. So basically, he's like, I think you should trust your creepy weirdo. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, oh my god Greg just with the worst advice in the world <laughs> and then during the, the battle with Pandora she like slashes with her sword and like burns the magazines <laughs> yeah he looks down and he goes my hunky boys <laughs> <laughs> oh it enrages him I love it it's so fucking funny <laughs> I love it. she goes what will you do nameless evil and he goes my name is Psycho Gorman. And she goes, that's a beautiful name. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's great is like every time Pandora talks, it's clearly somebody in a mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh, it's fan-fucking-tastic, though. It's so good. But so, any comments on the on the final act of this film, guys? It's available on Shudder. Yep. But I recommend just buying it. Oh, yeah. It's 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 a worthy addition to any collection. This is worth owning. Agreed. By far. <laughs> it's just so good. And I think it's it was like nine ninety nine at Walmart. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's like nothing. Uh, it's like ten bucks. So. It's very affordable. I just saw it the other day. Go buy it. I think I've seen it in Blu-ray, but. Um, yeah, it's just it's part of their their wall of movies. It's just there. And they're like the nameless horror movie section of movies that nobody's watching. So I don't know why Walmart gets like Ghost Lake, like just pick a random title Um, because they're just getting up at Dollar Tree eventually anyways. But Psycho Gorman is always in the rotation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will say this, though, with whoever's ordering the the horror films at Walmart, like they do order some gems. Like I've definitely picked up some really weird movies there that were fucking great. You know, that's where yeah. I got Hobo with a Shotgun when it first came out. I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like, I yeah. didn't even know what it was. And where... they get, like, random Vestron releases and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's like even freaking, um, what was it? Uh, the Blood Rage re-release that they did. Um, I ordered it from Walmart.com, so <laughs> it's like... Uh, Werewolves Within, that was out before it was out streaming at Walmart. Yep. I still yeah, have they... to see that. Oh, I love it. Because it's, it's off of streaming. I got to pay for it now. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'll probably just end up buying it because I've heard That's enough people say it's really good. It's it's, wait, it's another like ten dollar movie. Yeah, right. Nine ninety nine or like twelve ninety nine, but still not bad price. Something I would definitely like to watch. I haven't seen it either, but I've heard nothing but good things. So, but yeah, I mean, overall, guys, if you haven't seen this fucking movie, I know we kind of we kind of you know jumbled our way through it. Like I said, we have to figure out the format a little bit still. Um, hopefully <laughs> we, we didn't do it a disservice, but, uh, you know, this, this is, uh, this is a great fucking movie. And like we've said before in the past, it's hard to kind of like extend an episode if the movie is good, because <laughs> we don't really have anything to say other than this was great. That was great. Watch this. Well, the new format is you're not going to go up, give a beat by beat playback of the movie. Exactly. 
you're breaking it into chunks, yep. which yep. is nicer, I think. And much easier to do because if you're the person that has to summarize the film <laughs> beat by beat, uh, it's exhausting and impossible. And I have no idea how you do it. <laughs> I was say, guys, listen to the Count Creepyhead uh, Demonic Toys episode. I, I try to do it Mike Alvarez style, and it's like Thelma and Louise. The car just goes into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of feel like that's I kind of feel like that's the the format that I did here, where it was just like, let's let's just get get the fun parts, get the good parts, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Demonic Toys doesn't have a lot of good parts. <laughs> but it does have bug spray chicken. Yeah, it's just <laughs> lots of me like, and then Chicken Boy and Homeless Girl are in the vent. Why are they in the vent? I don't know. Oh, totally off topic uh, with this movie, but going to Demonic Toys for a second, I didn't realize this until I went on my full moon kick recently and started watching like all the Puppet Master movies. The scene that I thought was from Puppet Master 1 that's playing on that TV in Demonic Toys is from Puppet Master 2. I didn't know that. that the scene I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of the episode, we were like, oh, yeah, it's from Puppet Master. And then I watched Puppet Master 2, and I went, wait a minute. Well, I can see how you get that confused, because you had the Full Moon video features at the end of every tape yes. that would play that clip Yep. of Blade slashing. So that was like his go-to. And I think, God, I wouldn't be surprised if he recycled it some of the later Puppet Master films instead of spending money on the effects. Oh, I guarantee you he did. You In know, fact, I haven't watched uh, Curse of the Puppet Master Part 6. I'm going to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. But my memory of it is all of the scenes with the puppets is stock footage. I believe you're right. So I remember like the, the puppets sitting there not moving for in the actual film. But anytime we see them move, it's stock footage. Like There's one scene in particular where like they're in the kitchen... And we see a scene of Blade from Puppet Master 3 where he's standing by rubble. And I was like, why is there rubble in the kitchen? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, I get, okay, you don't want to spend money on stop motion. But he doesn't yeah. even do hand puppets. Right. <laughs> it, it's beyond lazy. Like, or like, really? Like, every Puppet Master also has the scene where it's like, you just have a person dressed in the puppet costume. And you just, you know, you film it with perspective. So, yeah. and it's like, they didn't even do that. Like, come on. <laughs> Try a little bit. But but we're not here to talk about Full Moon. We're here to talk about Psycho Gorman. So, right. Um, there really wasn't much trivia. And the little bit of, of trivia that I wrote down as stuff that we already mentioned, like uh, the zombie cop being, you know, bio cop from, from the short film. Yep. Um, the human outfit the PG is wearing is Dr. Grant's outfit. Um. And then apparently when when Alistair like <laughs> walks away or slide, slides away into the field, it's actually the di the director under the brain costume. <laughs> <'Cause> he, <laughs> he wanted to play the brain. <laughs> it's as ridiculous as you would think. <laughs> it's like, but, you know, if you were the director of this film, like you'd want to have a cameo in it. And that's the best way to do a cameo. Let me I hide agree. under this brain costume. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, anybody have any any closing thoughts or anything they want to talk about uh, about Psycho Gorman here? Stop no. what you're doing. Watch it right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Just watch it. It's good if, stuff. If you have a significant other, force them to watch it. 
and I will say this. Uh, I The first time I watched this, I went in blind. I just saw the trailer. And I decided this was a movie for family movie night. <laughs> it is. My it, my son, who was, was eight at the time, uh, it was me, Jess, and, and Caleb. We sat around watching it. Caleb loved it. Like, he was cackling through the entire movie. Thought it was the funniest thing. Like... None of it was scary to him. None of it was, was, you know, upsetting with all the gore. Like he thought it was great. Jess thought it was hilarious. Like we just had a blast watching this movie. And then I know uh, Josh and Tegan, like they watched it because Tegan saw the, the, just the box art and was like, we need to watch this. This looks great. And (laughs) sure enough, she wasn't wrong. So I know a lot of people who have watched this with their kids and it's as crazy as it is. It's still a fun movie for kids. You're fine. If just yeah. explain your kids what porno is. <laughs> yeah, because there is the one porno comment. I forgot about that. But, you know, I mean, like, they're going to you can easily wrap your head around hunky boys. Oh, yeah. And the violence is gratuitous and cartoony. And that's that's the thing. It's Tom and Jerry violence with blood. Like, it's really over the top cartoony violence, but with blood. Yeah. And it, it it crosses that line that a lot of great horror movies crosses where it goes from there's so much gratuitous gore that it becomes comical. It's almost like it's pie in the face style comedy. It's splat stick, you know, where it's, it's evil dead style. There's just so much gore that it becomes funny. You know, when you, when you have just a little bit of gore, that's when it's creepy. You know, something like audition. (laughs) Like he's like, ah, get those needles out of his eyes. Yeah. Don't just leave his foot alone. Exactly. Stop it. Stop making that sound. Oh, man. But, well, I guess we will start wrapping things up here. So uh, for those of you not following us on the social media, we are The Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. Maurice handles our Twitter. And what is that good, sir? At Boogeyman's The. Thank you very much. Now, this episode will be coming out during our small hiatus. Uh, We will be coming back shortly with uh in july we'll be coming back with uh you know four new episodes just like always we're just taking a little break for now so this is kind of a little tied you over until then episode um we are part of the rad pantheon so check us out there it's radpantheon.com rad pantheon on all the social media find a bunch of other great podcasts like this one awesome artists musicians it's basically a bunch of rad people making rad stuff so which includes count Creepyhead saturday morning monster match so i'm going to toss it over to you mike if you want to give any plugs Listen to Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash, available wherever podcasts are available. Um, I think we're even on cans with string. Yeah. So uh, Ouija boards, wherever you listen to crazy voices. Uh, We're there in your head. We talk about toys, but we often deviate into things that don't fit any kind of topic, like uh, Uncle Impy. Things like that. (laughs) So... um, Check us out, and going forward, once a month, we're going to have movies so bad, no film podcast would cover them, like Demonic Toys. And (laughs) it's officially been named Dumpster Fire Theater. So tune in in a few weeks for episode two of that. It's going to be a very special movie about a special boy. (laughs) I can't wait. And I will say, as far as the uh, releasing on Ouija board, I hear Captain Howdy is a big fan. He is. uh, Maybe I'll do Witchboard episodes. I, I don't know. Oh, God. I forgot about that movie. Whole franchise. There's like nine of them. Oh, good times. <laughs> well, 
Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Mike. Thank you for picking this. We finally got this show or this episode on here. Um, but yeah, we will we will be back in July. We might be back sooner. I'm not sure if there's another special coming. I don't want to say for sure that it's going to happen, uh, but we might have one before July. If not, it'll find its way on here eventually. And if you uh, guys want to force the fine people of Boogeyman's Closet to discuss a movie that doesn't fit into any of their categories, all you have to do is become a Patreon member. This, this is true. That's what I did. I got sick and tired of them mentioning how great Psycho Gorman was, and I just wanted it to happen. So I was like, you know what? I am going to use my power of money <laughs> on the Patreon and force them to talk about it. And it worked. You, yeah. too, can <laughs> have us be your movie slaves. Think about all the great films you can make them talk about and then subscribe to their Patreon. Yeah, like The Pit. The Pit. <laughs> uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Chud too, Bud the Chud. Bud the Chud. Those are actually great movies. That would be awesome if they covered Bud the Chud. You could have would, Chud Month. I would love to cover Bud the Chud. I don't know if Maurice would agree with me on that one. <laughs> you could have Sewer Shenanigans Month. <laughs> of just movies that take place Alligator. in the inexplicable, inexplicable New York City sewer system. But we already did. Uh, we already did. Jason takes Manhattan though. This is true. <laughs> I think our I think our shit sewer movies are good for a while. You know, as soon as you said that the sewer thing, I'm like, wow, there actually are really a lot of like yeah. sewer and abandoned subway horror movies. Monsterd, uh, Midnight Me Train. Yeah, uh, there's that British movie where the guy was like stranded in the subway system, became a cannibal. Was that Hatred of a Minute or something like that? Uh, no, no, it's older. Uh, Death something. I got the DVD. The guy looks like Alan Moore. Oh, yeah. He's, and he's a cannibal and um, Loomis is in it. It's really good. There's there's a lot of... There's also that, I think it's called. There's also that one that I'm afraid to watch. It's like uh, Sewer Man or something like that. The guy that gets like trapped in a septic tank. Yes, you uh, know? Uh, yeah. Never heard of that, but yeah. I'm I'm afraid to watch that because it just looks fucking disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm good. So yeah, I mean, like, you want to increase your viewers? There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> that boom was free. Indeed. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here. So as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Hi. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned.